Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast, the SFB Roast episode. And I am Larry Monkey, and I'm here with Justin Rogers at RunDFF on Twitter. What's up, my man? Let's get the fire started. Forget the hot sauce. Let's bring the flames. Let's do this. How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm good. I've run today. In the rain, which is my favorite way to run because it's not one million degrees. It was great. So I'm feeling lovely this evening. Yes, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was about 100 degrees here today again. How's uh, Scott Fishbowl treating you? I'm feeling pretty good about my team. I punted tight end, contrarian to everybody else and what they want to do, stacking and double stacking and triple stacking tight ends. But Mm. yeah, so I'm liking my team. But I I did go all or nothing. All or nothing. Okay. This episode, we're just going to focus on that right now because that's all that's happening. And there's a lot going on. We were on the Potathon, the uh, Scott Fishball Potathon, the SFB Potathon, hosted by Salito, Kevin Cotillo, and uh, Sid Skeet at Sid Skeet. Anyway, we're going to be uh, roasting some teams today, I think. I, I don't know if you see it, but I see it on Twitter. Everyone's like, hey, check out my team. Look how great my team is. Woohoo! Look at my, check this out. Everyone's like, yeah, man, great move on the turn. You know, great seventh round pick. <laughs> That's true. It's, it is a bunch of like back padding and, you know, <laughs> fellatio giving Twitter love, Jeez. which is yeah. kind of weird given that it's Twitter. Yes, 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 yes. This whole draft and this whole experience has brought everyone together and uh, everyone's and We're here happy. to tear them the hell apart. That's what we're yeah. here for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Larry, how's it treating you, man? How's your fish? I haven't gone in with a strategy other than to just let the draft come to me and try to take the best player available. You know, everyone likes to be a best player available guy, but there are times when you can't do it. When there's a couple of players that are almost best player available and you know, you'll get two for one or, you know, you know what I'm talking about or I'm not making no sense. I mean, you're doing a little bit of rambling, but that's fine. We're used to that. I played it safe. And last year, like I had did my rookie strategy that almost almost paid off. So yeah, I'm trying to mix it up, and um, I have a very balanced team right now. We'll take a look at it in, in a minute. I'm feeling pretty good. I so, am tweeting, retweeting it out that we are live oh, on the YouTube, and I am going to bring up. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so lovely, guys. I I see this team that Larry has put on the screen, and my goodness, it's pretty. I can't believe you got Alvin Kamara. And he's been taking a hit, I believe, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's taking a, a PR hit. I don't know if everyone's afraid that Taysom Hill is going to take over and they didn't really have a connection, right? And then you – then you, okay, so I think Kamara is a great pick at 111. I don't know who else you would take there. I could have taken him or Kittle. That was basically where I stood there. You know my feelings on Russ Wilson, so I just didn't want to deal with that. This is a very ballsy lineup. This is a ballsy fucking lineup you got here, man. I had gotten through uh, Miles Sanders when we were on the potathon, so uh, we've slowed down a little bit in our draft. But we were all the way through my fifth round pick. Started out Alvin Kamara, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Deshaun Watson in the fourth at four eleven, and then Miles Sanders at the five hundred two. It's funny you said that because in the Josh ADHD site at Josh ADHD takes you to a Roto Grinder site, and he has all the Scott Fishbowl data uploaded, yeah. and there's an ADP and all. And Alvin Kamara is the 111. So, oh, well, so I got him at, at cost. Yep. I know I'm, I'm a little early on Aaron Rodgers. I'm a lot early on Watson. I don't know about the rest of them. I haven't looked. 
Yeah, but man. Then I finished Carson up with uh, my next four picks were Carson Wentz. So a little bit of insurance on the whole Rodgers and Watson situations. Mike Gusecki, honestly, after the big three, they're all the same to me. You know, they're all, right. all within two, three points of each other. So I just didn't care to go for Hawk in, in the fourth round or Mark Andrews, you know, any of those guys. And then Brandon Cooks and Trey Sermon. Oof. I don't know, bro. This is uh, everything's got to kind of fall right for for you to take off. Aaron Rodgers has to report to his team. Yeah, Tom Watson has to not be suspended for the year. Absolutely. Sanders is kind of like, is he is he going to be a, the, the man or not? Carson Wentz, another question mark. I like the Gasecki pick. Brandon Cooks, you know, I don't know. You're going to get a few goose. Brandon Cooks was good last year, man. You know, I, mean, I, I know there's nobody else in Houston, but I need Rodgers to play. And I probably need Watson to play for this team to be good. I don't know, bro. You, you got you, you, you rolled if those two ice. play though. This that is a ballsy team. If I ever saw one, ballsy. Yeah, but it's what it's like. I was saying on the on the potathon. I just don't care if I'm squeaking into the playoffs. I want the team that is rolling over people because that's the team that wins. Oh, speaking of the team that's going to be rolling over people, check out this bad boy. Looky here. All right, Larry, tell us about your team. Oh, I was surprised that Lamar Jackson fell to me at the 1-8. I would have taken him at the 1-3. Mark Schofield loaded up on QBs early, and we are back-to-back with one another. And he took Tom Brady for his second pick. I think it was the 2-4. And Jonathan Taylor just fell right into my lap. I thought that was a no-brainer. I had three, four no-brainer picks. Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, you know, I love those running backs. And then TJ Hawkinson, I feel like he could be – he could be the tight end one, honestly. You know, if he, who, who's who else is Goff throwing the ball to? And he was already the focal point of that offense. He was. He was the focal point of that offense, and he scored a whopping fourteen points and change last year, something like that. He's also he just didn't what, stand out. What year is he entering, though? This is this will be his third year. Yeah, this is the make or break. I mean, he's he's yeah. ascending. He just has to fight off those injuries. Right. So this is where I, I I had my first dilemma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks like it was a dilemma. I wanted that second quarterback. Yes, I was afraid of just a run. I wasn't picking this. Is, this is the the larger turn for me. I had the one eight. So there's, I pick close together one time, and then there's like a fifteen pick right uh, drought. So I did not want to miss out. I probably could have held out and got a Justin Fields, or you know that would have been. That would have been ballsy. I was considering that, but I was like, you know what? I have a great ceiling right now. I feel like I can play it safe with this pick and take a solid quarterback that is ascending in his new offense. Play, play great. I, I like Baker Mayfield better than Matt Ryan, I said earlier today. That's interesting. And I know Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball. He's got Ridley, and and everyone thinks Kyle Pitts is just going to jump right in and be fucking you know, Roddy White. You know, who else has he got to throw to? Russell Gage? And then Mike Davis, who knows? Is it? I mean, are those quads going to be? Are they photoshopped, or, or are they going to be the real Mike Davis quads we see on Sunday? No, I, I feel you on there. I'm not. I'm not a big Mike Davis guy. I, I just think the volume will be there regardless for Ryan. My problem is that Baker feels like the safe pick, right? Like if, you know, in this in this format where you're trying to beat 1,900 people, safe doesn't really get it done. I understand that, but what I'm saying is. Lamar, Jonathan Taylor, and Cam Akers, and Hawkinson, who is going to catch a ton of first downs, and that's a two-point play, not even not the, not even including the yardage. So he's going to put up points. And then Baker, I played it safe. I didn't want to get crazy. I knew he wasn't going to make it back to me. There were a few quarterbacks that went. Sure. 
Who uh, went after in in yours? Who went after Baker Mayfield? Can you pull that up? Yeah. I'm curious to see where who you took Baker over. I took Baker. Yep. With the 53rd pick, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Josh Let's Jacobs. See, just run, just quarterbacks, just quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Since quarterbacks, Kirk just. Cousins, which would have been a safe, which would have been a wait, safe. Wait, wait, Kirk Cousins went after Baker. Yeah. That's a loss, man. Carson Wentz, yeah. Daniel Jones, uh-huh. and then, then Justin Fields. I, I don't understand why you took Ma- Baker over uh, over Kirk Cousins. I'm really confused, Larry. Like you've got you got a back end quarterback one every year. Well, I don't like Kirk, I don't like Kirk Cousins, and I like Baker Mayfield. <sighs> I have a Baker Mayfield jersey. I do not. Dude, know I thought you like Cousins jersey. I thought you liked winning. Dude, Baker's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine as like the QB nineteen. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. I don't know, man. I like Baker. Hey, this is the roast show, and you fucked that up. Oh man, you know what? You're right. Maybe I do deserve it. Baker versus Cousins. Someone behind you was going, holy shit, Cousins is still available, and this asshole took Baker Mayfield. That's okay, because someone out there was going, there are all these players, and that dumbass took Deshaun Watson fourth round. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, mean I like Baker over Aaron Rodgers right now. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is fucking putting golf balls with a man with a man bun. You're crazy, man. Is that what they call it? Say, you're crazy to say Baker over Aaron Rodgers. Well, I was, I was, I was kicking myself not for that, but I bet I didn't take another running back there. Yeah, I could, just, I could have just solidified my running back core right there. Well, I like it, and I, I especially like your last running back taken. But let's get to the the rest of your players here. After Baker, you did DJ Moore. Uh huh. Not bad. Uh, he fell to me, in my opinion. Uh, it's actually, Ceedee Lamb went right before. Yeah, DJ I don't know that the sixth round, the middle of the sixth round, is really falling. Um, uh, it, what the fuck, man? Let's go. Let's go to the videotape here. We're gonna go to the. And then Deontay Johnson, Trey Lance, and Ronald Jones. Look at that Ronald Jones pick. I'm impressed. I chose him over Michael Carter. Wow. Yeah. Like, that tough, that's completely tough. off brand. That's what I was trying to do. I know the offense. We're going, we're coming off a Super Bowl. The team is a well-oiled machine right now. The Jets are just a fucking ball of clay. That's what made it an easy, easy decision for me. Yeah, you know, in, in Dynasty, I know where you stand with Michael Carter, but I'm just shocked that you took Rojo over him this year. In this redraft? Yeah, in this format, yeah, I'm just Listen, shocked. Rojo has flashed. I mean, he's he's still young. What is he like? Twenty four? He's like twenty three or twenty four? Yes, I like Rojo. I've been <laughs> I've been a Rojo fan. He's, I mean, Leonard Fournette is a year older. Rojo is a year older. That's a good. It works but, against Fournette, and Rojo's not even not even he's still approaching his primes. He'll be twenty four in a month. Right. You know, he's still a, a young, spry little fellow. Whereas Leonard Fournette is is like a uh, walking, arthritis-ridden, stumbling right. around. Trey Lance, he has a six-round ADP, so he felt he felt pretty far to me. Yeah, you don't mind that either. I, it's a home run hitter. That's where I wish maybe that I had waited instead of taking Carson Wentz. So even if you look at Baker Mayfield, I mean, Trey Lance could be a league winner with all those weapons and Kyle Shanahan drawing yeah. up the plays for him. Baker Mayfield essentially could be – my placeholder until Lance is ready to fill that QB two role. Playing it safe. I'm okay with playing it safe there. Like I said, I like all the picks, the Deontay Johnson one. I was kind of like, eh, see, I like, I like the Deontay Johnson one because if he gets targeted, like he did last year, see, I don't care about it. This is the format. Well, this is the format where you need lots and lots of targets. Right. For the first down bonuses and stuff like it, it just, for all of that, it helps to have all of the uh, 
targets, especially, you know, the tight end position. I don't want the guy who's getting 60 targets and 50 catches, the Robert Tunyons, because they don't get enough action catching first downs, which is such right. a big part of the tight end scoring. Who's the first victim? Welcome to the Roast Show. How about Ivan the Fan? Let's see, Let's how see what guy. shit you've done out there. Ugh. Hold on. Ugh. I like your first two picks, Ivan, and then it just goes to shit from there. I can't believe Darren Waller fell to him at the 2-4. Yeah, I can't either. If Darren mm-hmm. Waller had been available to me at the one eleven, I would have had Darren Waller. Waller falls to him at the one nine. Oh, I can't believe this is the first one we have to try and rip up here. Well, I can because after that it gets fucking ugly. <laughs> I mean, it's fugly as hell. So Antonio Gibson, whatever. In the third round, I, I just think there were a lot of a lot of options in there. And then Keenan Allen in the fourth, Miles Sanders in the fifth, fine. Cooper Cup in the sixth. Get the hell out of here. Where, what? What? Come on, man. I don't know, dude. You have two running backs have yet to get through a season healthy. Sanders. Does Gibson I mean, get a role in this year? Or is or does JD McKissick leech everything away from him again? <laughs> mm. Curtis Samuel is going to be taking taking those uh, wheel routes, right? I don't know. I I don't see the upside. Round, he must be in love with Gibson because absolutely, you have to be a Gibson lover. I wish I knew who he passed on. Yeah, just go by ADP. What's Gibson's ADP? Uh, the 29th pick. Oh yeah, baby, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, he was going to 33rd RB14. So Najee so- Harris. Yeah, see, I'd rather have Najee. CEH? Talking about the Washington football team. I would like CEH over Gibson. I'm fine with it. I've been having an argument for the last probably hour or two about CEH and how the Chiefs clearly don't love DeAndre him. Swift or Antonio Gibson? Oh, Swift, easy. Easy, mm. easy. I know that Swift is going to get a bunch of targets. Is Gibson going to have a role in the passing game? I, no. I don't have a clue. Me. Well, one would think he'd have a role in the passing game since he is a former wide receiver. And then how that worked out for him in 2020 mm. with a handful of targets. The ones that really blow my mind are Keenan Allen at the 409 and Cooper Cup at the 609. Why even bother with those guys? You can get the same thing in the seventh and eighth round. What's yeah. the point? What's the damn point? Why are you loading up on the football team? I don't know. Because Logan Thomas back there, uh, oof, I don't know. It's a strange pairing, that's for sure. I like the Lamar pick, though, and the Waller pick. Yeah, I think you could. Waller at the 204 is silly. That's silly. Yeah, Sanders, so, fuck him. That's got me jealous. Yeah, Derek Carr. You got to get a third QB, man. You have to in SFB. I'm going to be saying yeah. that all the time. I was in some chat and I was like, somebody was like, do I really, you know, how important it is, is it to get a, a third quarterback? And I responded, it's essential. Just one, I just did something real quick. And then some dude went on this rant about how, you don't need a third quarterback. And I, I just, you know, put my phone in my pocket and <laughs> went on with my day. You may not need a third quarterback until you need a third quarterback. And then good luck to you. You're done. Right. If you don't have it. 59 starting quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, there's always a shit ton of starting quarterbacks. And you don't find good ones every day on the waiver wire. So every week, you know, like. You're not hitting it big on the waiver wire. All right, Ivan, the terrible. Who's next? Let's <laughs> catch up with Dave Wright. FF Spaceman. Oh, Spaceman. Oh, yeah, FF okay. underscore Spaceman. Show me what we're working with here. Larry. There he is. Man, He's in the police go. division. Oh, yeah. That's right. He found out on the show. And we were oh, using yeah. the Rotoground. Wow, they are really early into theirs. Yeah, look at this guy. All right, so four picks in, drafting out of the 105. He got McCaffrey at the 105. Man. Every quarterback league. Yes, the they must league have gone on Jimmy Rowan. 
Yeah. Wow, 208 Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Then then a CEH and a Kyle Pitts. He's yeah. four picks in and he already wasted a pick on Kyle Pitts the fourth round. Yeah. The Pitts pick is everyone shooting exactly. everyone aiming for Pitts in, in redraft right now makes no sense to me. I, I mean wonder it makes how absolutely many tight no ends sense. he passed on. So, I mean, if he smashes, what's that? 60 catches for 750 yards and six touchdowns, that's a smash. And he's just another 13 or 14 point I mean, I bet you DJ Moore was probably sitting out there. Well, yeah, but then you'd have a <laughs> then you'd have a 13 or 14 point wide receiver. So you know how I feel about that. Uh, well, he was a big DJ Moore guy. Pitts, he rolls the dice on Pitts. Now he's got himself in a hole with that quarterback. And but, tight end when Pitts, you know, stumbles out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a slow starting team. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he obviously feels like he can get these running backs are are out there for him. That means that other teams are taking most likely quarterbacks hey hey dave ff underscore spaceman did you forget it super flex <laughs> super flex yeah for fuck's sake come I on mean, everybody this is like nick whalen being in the ninth round not having a quarterback get the hell out of here well look ruben is in the chat and he wants to know what we have to say about his team and now that we've seen this little hot garbage of uh dave spaceman yeah. no let's, let's move on to no, no ruben no wide receivers I mean, there's just there's no quarterback in a super flex. Stop it, people! Stop it. Zero QB is not a strategy in <laughs> super flex leagues. Zero QB. All right, who's next? All right, let's do let's do Ruben yeah, at yeah. Superflex Degen. Ruben's in the Metallica division. Johnny Lobb's division. Okay, we're five rounds in. Drafting out of the nine slot. Got Dak, then Kamara at the two hundred four. That I can't believe that. And then Joe Burrow at the three hundred four. So that uh, third round reversal. Worked well. Swift in the oh, fourth. Third round reversal. Yeah. The third round reversal worked out for him in the QB spot. And then uh, Swift in the fourth at the 409, and then CeeDee Lamb at the fifth. Is this where you start to fuck it up? Yeah. You start picking, you know, <laughs> mid-tier wide receivers, like you know, high-end wide receiver twos in the well, five, fifth round? Let's not let's not forget about the fact that he's got two fucking quarterbacks that are coming off coming back from, from having one leg. That's true. They might be dragging their, their, <laughs> their right legs I mean, around. Are are both of them even going to start the season? You know, are they fully fully healed? Everyone's saying, "Oh yeah, they're fully healed." I think Dak is, but you know, Joe Burrow is going to be back under there getting hammered by defensive ends all season yeah. long because the Cincinnati Bengals chose. Oh, no, Ruben! Ruben's oh, the big the stack. Ruben's got the stack. Everyone's all about the stack this year. I do like the stack, but not at a not at a reach. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben's got the Dak Prescott, the CD Lamb stack. I am curious to see where he goes from here. If he keeps fucking it up with mid tier wide receivers that don't make a big difference, or if he goes back to the well with running backs. He's faded tight end at this point. There are no tight ends worth taking. Um, I know people have been targeting Goddard, but I didn't realize he was going to start going in the late fifth, early sixth round. So Goddard's off the radar for me. Well, I mean, it didn't hurt that they put out a report that he's going to be like the the main guy. Yeah, right. It came out I think that report came out today or late yesterday, and all of a sudden everyone is drafting Goddard like like he's Zach Hurts. That was Zach Hurts twenty. Dude, I'm a I'm a longtime Goddard aficionado. I like him fine, but there's I mean, just he no... hasn't been the man. You're, uh, that's that's not that's not accurate to say. He is. I've seen. You there's know, been streaks and flashes of of him doing well. Sure, seeing the potential. Uh, I've seen Ruben, Ruben says in the chat he's punting tight end, which I'm fine with. You Thanks know. for the yeah big shock. Uh oh, 
after you, well, I know, like he could go into the sixth round and reach for a Logan Thomas or something, but I get it. So I wonder how far we're punting. That's what I'm curious about. Who is the worst? Shane is the worst. Who is the worst? That's, Shane is the worst. That's just mean. Um, <laughs> so I was listening. Which one of you guys was trying to tell me Dallas Goddard's really good? Ah, oh, I'm telling you, Dallas Goddard is good. Why? When given the chance, he, he hasn't. Been, when he, when, he, when given the chance, and it's only been five games without Zach Ertz in the lineup, he scored eleven point seven six points a game. Yeah, I mean, he, which is that's a great low end tight end one. That's a great low end tight end one. But, that's the argument I'm making, Shane. That there's he's just not a difference maker. Right. So there's no point in reaching for him in these mid rounds. No. So Ruben says he's punting very far, which I understand completely. Listen, without Ertz, that opens up like 70 targets for, for Goddard. Is Ertz gone, first of all? Uh, and he will be. Peter would slap you silly for going with the vacated targets argument. Because there's no such thing, because you know why? Good players actually um, attract the targets. And I don't know right. if you heard, the Eagles got a good wide receiver in the name of uh, Devonta Smith. Well, he's they, got, they got a, a lot receiver. of targets. He's going to get 100 targets? Uh, if he gets less than 100, then the world has ended um, in week 11. And we're, well, we've been raptured probably. Yeah. You think he's going to get 10 targets a game? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, look, it's 17 games, right? 10 targets a game would be 170. 17 games, excuse me. Um, right. Yeah. But you said if he doesn't, if he doesn't get 100, that means the, the world has ended after 11 weeks. So. Uh, well, you're being too too literal. Point. All right. Well, don't do math against me. That's not fair. <laughs> well, it's never gonna end. <laughs> I know how to look. This is the roast show, and so we're it. making fun of. Uh, so, hey, Scott Connor, Shane the Madigan Chill guys are uh, are hanging out in the hot sauce. You guys, are you guys gonna record a show tonight? We may or may not have just recorded one and really got not only one topic done, even though we yeah. were supposed to get four. So that's yeah, a Madigan Chill. Yeah, it was a it was a brief one. We got one topic, a half an hour, and then uh, I noted at the beginning of the show, like Scott, we got we prior engagements, except I couldn't think of the word at uh, eight thirty. We're gonna jump on for like. 15 minutes we're gonna jump on a uh, hot sauce tonight and make fun of people's teams so ruben i love the joe burrow pick the two I, I love the two broken leg guys you know the two busted <laughs> leg guys as they're starting you know coming back from not playing for a half a season they're gonna have crutches on the field that at 109 is great though man I, uh, I think his first four picks look good yeah, I, I can't argue with that at all. And if you're going to go wide receiver that early, I can't be mad at you for going with C.D. Lamb, I guess. Mm. Um, the, the, the broken ankle guy throwing to the – you know, he's got the stack. We're making – you know, it's the stack. It's wait, the SB11. Can the, you, you know, explain to me what stacking is? Because I've, I've, I've briefly heard about it on Twitter from um, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, Dude. you know, actually, then there was the whole, it's not stacking, it's pairing. Yeah, <laughs> that that whole crowd. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about stacking. I think people get it wrong. Stacking is good on a large scale, but I think yeah. the key to a stack is if you really think about what's the goal of a stack. It's a rhetorical question, but what's the goal of a stack when you stack players? You're trying to enhance your one play, one Single. week outcome, right? Single week outcome. Yep. When the slot that you're drafting, when that player is already going to be in your lineup. I think the stack has diminished a little bit. Now, the key to stacking, I think, is you're trying to elevate multiple players 
ahead of whatever their typical floor would be or whatever their median outcome would be. So to me, this the real benefits of stacks are when you can stack maybe your elite receiver with a lesser quarterback. You know, stacking like Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham, that takes both of their ceilings in a given week and puts them higher. Yeah. Is Dak Prescott's ceiling really higher because you have CeeDee Lamb on your team? Probably not because, you know, yes, you could have a nuclear week when they both go off together. You get that component. But they're not necessarily elevating each other because one of them is so good they're carrying the other one. You know what I mean? And they're both in your lineup already. I mean, what's he going to do? Sit his fifth-round pick? You know, I think the stacking is more beneficial as you get a little bit later and you can stack like maybe a number three receiver with a quarterback two. And get that's yeah. how you really elevate your week. So and I'm, see, the real key to it for me has nothing to do with the regular season week to week stuff, because you're only facing one opponent a week. You just have to beat that one guy. It's when you get to the playoffs and you need to beat, you know, twenty people or whatever, and you need that explosive week. That's when the stack, yep. the stack, yep. can really pay off. You know, when when both players go off, because you don't care if you're getting a mediocre, you know, a yep. solid eighteen points from somebody. You know, that doesn't do anything for you. You want the, the 25, 30 point blow up. And if you can, if you have both players, you get that doubled up and you move on to the next round of the playoffs, that kind of thing. So that's a good point. The, the aggregate of the whole season, the DAC to CD Lamb stack is maybe lessened, but you're saying basically you want the, you want the combo that has the chance to put up 78 points in one week between the two. So does that mean you wouldn't even care about stacking uh, Zach Wilson and Corey Davis just because do they even have the capability of a 60-point week no matter no. what? Well, I don't care about multiplier. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think the stack of Zach Wilson, Corey Davis makes sense if you're going to replace Corey Davis with another wide receiver four over the course of an entire season. But in a one-week game, I don't really think it matters. So I think you make a good point, Justin, that, you know, he's going for, if he makes the playoffs with this team, you know, I'd rather be facing just Dak Prescott than I would Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Cause yeah. that could crush me in one week. If it's, if it's the Ruben that we know, we know his, his draft is about to go fall off the deep end. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got CD lamb at six Oh two. So there you go, Ruben. I just beat you by 10 picks. Speaking of, who would you stack them with? Oh, we'll, we'll get the years. <laughs> I didn't stack them. No stacking. So, I stopped myself from stacking. I'm not going to lie to you. My last well, we pick. we got your team pulled up here, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. My last pick. Instead of Julio Jones, I was Ooh. I was, I was, was debating Jamar Chase, and then I said, get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm going to draft Julio Jones. It's like redraft. Right, right. Exactly. It's yeah. redraft. Yeah. All right. So cool. Shane's team is uh, Darren Waller from the 107, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, TJ Hawkinson, Keenan Allen, ETN and Julio going so. first round tight end, taking the the unproven rookie on Urban Myers circus fucking team. Joe Burrow, Mister One Leg, right now. I don't know. So, yeah. All right, so Shane, let's, let's figure out why the hell Julio number two. Let's see why Is that how many touchdowns he's going to catch this year? Well, okay, Julio's never had uh, as an efficient uh, quarterback throwing touchdowns as Ryan Tannehill. Oh. Ryan Tannehill has averaged somewhere in the neighborhood Max. of a uh, 7% uh, touchdown rate over the past three th seasons. Just There's uh, Matt Ryan has <laughs> never hit that threshold. And I mean, it, well, there was that one year that Matt Ryan set the record for touchdown percentage over the course of 600 passes. It's whatever. Yeah. Anyways. A touchdown rate. Okay. I'm talking yeah. about efficiency, man. That was the, that was what I was talking about. 
Okay, but okay who has more touchdowns? The fact that you took a rookie quarterback hoping that he's Justin Herbert this year. <laughs> um, no, yeah, quarterbacks got absolutely hammered in my draft, like absolutely hammered. So I was looking at it, and I'm like, Trevor Lawrence, I got to take a quarterback here. Like I was at that point where it was like, I have to, or I have to. Button, yeah. I can live with Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger as my QB too. And I don't have that in me. I don't, I'd rather lose with Trevor Lawrence than win with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Um, but mostly Kirk because I Cousins think I would gone lose. When you picked yes. Yeah. yeah. Kirk Cousins was gone. Well, well, that's good. Yeah. Because, was gone. Yeah, yeah. because here's, here's the issue guys. And let's get back to Larry's team for a second. Larry took Baker Mayfield over Kirk fucking cousins. That's interesting. It's stupid. Yeah. Is what it Were is. you drunk? The road show. Don't be nice Dude. to him now. Dude. Okay. You want to let me have it? Well, he's my sunglasses, so I have to be nice because he's. Oh, oh, he does have your sunglasses. Are they like expensive sunglasses? Because you have them in your hand, guys. All right, so let's hear. I want to hear from Shane and Scott. What are your projections for TJ Hawkinson? How many targets, receptions, ish? So I tweeted out um, yesterday that he's my tight end three. Um, this year, I got some agreement, some pushback, um, some douchebag comments. I don't see a world that exists where he doesn't see at least 130 targets this year. Jared Goff targets the shit out of tight ends. Um, last year, he targeted him something like 22% of the time, and he split that between Higby and Everett. All he has is Hawkinson there, and that's when he had Preach. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on his roster. Like You've seen his wide receivers? They're not good. They're not good. Like there's no, only one, not. There's one good receiving option on that team, and it's TJ Hawkinson. I, I fully expect him to go absolutely apeshit this year. Yeah, I'm concerned that he doesn't get to that 130, 140 target mark, at which point he's going to be overdrafted everywhere. So that's that's my concern. Scott, what are you, where are you at on this? I mean, I can see the path to the, the 130 plus, but I mean, that's still probably a 25% market share for a tight end and – that, that means they would have to commit to just not – and we can sit here all day and say, oh, their receivers suck. None of them are going to command any any sort of targets. But, like, is the offense really going to take that stance to just force feed the tight end? It's kind of similar to Atlanta. Like, if you just run the numbers and you say, conservatively, how does Hawkinson and Pitts not get 130 targets? And then it's like, well, these are still NFL coaching oh, staffs. Oh, look at this guy. And you're not really sure. But – um. No, I think Hawkinson's a good debate. I, I actually, in Scott Fishbowl, I would probably probably prefer Mark Andrews over Hawkinson for where he's going. Because I think Andrews has that. He could put up 35 points in a week. He might only do it four times, but I kind of like the week-to-week ceiling of Andrews. I'd rather have him going in a one-week game like Justin yeah. talked about earlier than I would Hawkinson. So Ooh, and I think Andrews go. is going right around him or a little later. Yeah, yeah I said, do you have the ADP for those guys? Yeah, see, my, my issue is if you look at what happened last year at the tight end, it was the three guys, and of course Kittle was hurt most of the season, but you had the big three, and then you had 16 guys or something all within three points of each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like there just wasn't any difference makers. Well, and and so, yeah, I'm obviously projecting um, that that's not going to be Hawkinson. He's not going to be one of the other guys. I've got him as one of the elite guys this year. And he's probably the last tight end. Maybe Andrews, actually. Andrews would be like the last tight end that I believe in like that. Like, yeah, once we get to that, yeah, once we get past Mark Andrews, I'm not going out of my way to draft any of these tight ends, to be quite honest with you. If any of them fall to me like late, fine. But I can see a world where those top six tight ends um, really separate from the pack. 
Well, it's yeah. interesting because last year, you know, one of the guys that had one of the highest win rates was Robert Tanyan. And you're sitting here going, oh, 59 targets. But if you think about the logic behind Robert Tanyan, he was probably on some winning teams because he had like three games where he just yeah. absolutely killed people. I mean, just <laughs> crushed, I mean, crushed yeah. people. He put up 30 plus points. And it's like, if you told me I'm drafting a tight end that's not going to be in the top three, and I can pick and choose whether he's the tight end six over the course of the year or he's the tight end six because he has three 35-point games, I think in a Scott Fishbowl-type tournament, give me the three 35-point yeah. games. And give me the two the rest of the weeks. You know what I mean? And, you know, the other advantage to Tonyan was that while someone else was choosing a tight end in the fourth or fifth round, you were choosing a different position yep. player and then picking up Tonyan off the waivers or whatever and getting a free you know, top 50, mm-hmm. top 75 guy. So, so who could be the efficiency king, Tanyan, this year that's going mm-hmm. later rounds? And they have to be tied to a, uh, an efficient quarterback. I know who mine would be. Well, real quick, do you have the ADP from last year? I'd be interested to see who was going around. Uh, well, now you're asking. Now down. you're getting needy. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry. I, mean, well, I don't have these things. But, but Larry did pull up the ADP for this year, and uh, Hawk is going at 41. Andrew's going at 45, I believe is what that said. So four picks yeah. later. Hawk and Han- and Andrew's went right after me. It's kind of like it's kind of like that where someone takes Hawk and, and the next person panics and goes, "Oh shit, I better grab Andrews before there's no one left." And yeah. then they look and they go, "Oh, it's Logan Thomas. Is he really going to do what he did last year?" Or you know, right. someone like Larry is like, "Holy shit, how did Dallas Goddard fall all this way? Let me go pick him as soon as possible." I didn't get, I didn't get him. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but, um, but I, you I'm know with I, one tight end right now. So my unknowingly following your your advice, I took uh, Gasecki in the seventh round. As the later guy, and not late enough, obviously, but uh, later guy that I think can have those big weeks because he had a few of them last year. Is anybody else on the Tyler Higby train? <laughs> I'm on his former teammate train. I think that oh, could be Gerald the efficiency Everett. king okay. with Gerald Everett. Yep. Gerald Everett. Yeah. I know you were picking him last year. You were picking him. Sneaky tight end. Sneaky. As a grab. He's tied to an ultra uber efficient quarterback historically. I mean, I'm just looking for how many games could he have. He could have half his points in three games. But that's yeah, kind of cool. what I want if I'm streaming tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last year, you were real big on grab Gerald Everett. He's going to be a free agent, et cetera. Uh, signs with a team and could see a value boost. Um, I'm curious to see how they use him because they haven't been huge on the tight end in the past. And they, of course, have DK and Lockett now. So uh, we'll see how that goes. They don't have to be, though. I will say the Russell Wilson – coefficient with efficiency is like a yeah. Russell Wilson targets like 30% better than league average. So yeah, I don't care I if Everett gets 78 targets to me, that is the same as Evan Ingram getting a hundred. You know what I mean? Like they're basically the same. So I'd rather kind of not shoot for the volume and go for the guy that's tied to a, you know, an efficient quarterback. I Maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. No, and here's the thing. Looking at their – just just looking at their stats last, last year, they actually do target the tight end position. It's just that they had kind of rotation going there. They had over 116 targets to the tight end last year, and that's kind of what they do every year. It's just that it's always been spread out amongst multiple tight ends. We keep forgetting Will Dissley gets keeps getting hurt, um, and they've had Jacob Hollister and a bunch of other rotating guys there. I like Jared Everett a lot too. He's the guy that I'm hoping this will be finally the year that he actually gets a role. All right, so he's a guy. Yeah, don't 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 bring him up again though, because I'd like to draft him late. Mister Perfect here, Scott Connor, taking his crack at the Scott Fishbowl. How many times have you made the playoffs in the Scott Fishbowl, Scott? Not last year. No. Last year I went heavy running backs and they all got hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the risk with it. It's, it's one of those uh, all or nothing one plays when you go heavy, heavy running back. So you, so you have gone quite opposite this year. I have. Yep. I think I. Uh, that's kind of how I've leveraged my dynasty portfolio too. Though this past year is uh, transitioning from maybe I'm just forecasting how the teams are going to use running backs this year. But uh, give me the spike weeks. I, I did draft two running backs obviously early, so I didn't yeah. really go early receiver. But nah, yeah, right, right. You didn't go. You didn't go zero RB. But once you took those two, you've completely ignored the position otherwise. Which, well, yeah. just, I mean, you remember you've been in dynasty leagues the same way. Like, I remember the waiver wire and Scott Fishbowl last year. There were running backs that really? I was willing to pick up, and yeah. I never picked them up because I drafted 10 of them. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I didn't even bid on these guys because I have 10 really good ones, or I have six really good ones. Like, they're three of them are an injury away, and then it's like, oh, my running backs suck. So, so you're letting that affect your strategy this year. Because, I mean, what are the chances of that happening two years in a row? You went the complete opposite strategy. And not only that, you took you took two guys that didn't even play for half. I mean, Mixon didn't play at all, and, and CEH missed a bunch of time. So what's your uh, – what the, well, you're rolling the dice with a couple of injury-plagued running backs when all your guys got injured last year. So you're you're putting everything into the waiver wire oh, this year? CEH is an injury-plagued. I know. I you know. I'm trying to pick on Scott. This is a fucking roast episode, Shane. What the fuck? Uh, what's wrong here? with you, Scott? How does he do <laughs> that? Listen, once I win. Okay, so he's got Mixon, who's injury prone, and Clyde Edward, Ceh, who Kansas City hates. That's what he has. <laughs> once I went Rogers, I basically said I'm taking chances with the rest of my build. So. Oh. I, I know the Rogers pick was ballsy, dude. Rogers doesn't play. I'm cooked. That, that's no, just, I, I went further with this than you. I went so wait, I gotta give credit to Scott for having balls. I think that's an easy pick. I think it's a it's two eleven. It, it's pretending yeah. the the whole pretending that it's bold because you're pretending like there's any doubt that he's gonna play is. Uh, I know that's fun on Twitter. Everyone's like, oh, he's playing this year. Well, hold he's on. Playing. Didn't this wasn't this Alvin Kamara last year? He did the same thing, right? He was I mean, just like, oh, I'm not playing. I'm not playing, and then. Yeah. Why would you not? Pick. Why would you not take chances with outcomes in a, a, a 1920 man tournament? Yeah. yeah, and I actually, as much as I don't like Scott because it's the roast episode, I actually love Clyde Edwards Hilaire at 311. Are you kidding me? Oh fuck you, Shane. Hey, fuck, fuck you, Larry. Where was your horrible team? <laughs> yeah, you could actually. We do need to pull Larry's team back up since Let's you guys see are it. here. Oh fucking a man. <laughs> I need. I need to laugh. I am on the clock right now, and I cannot decide if I want to take Will Fuller or not. Looking at your roster, I, I'm just going to say it doesn't matter. I debated Will Fuller uh. over a couple other receivers, <laughs> and I'm shooting for the moon. Who are the other Me options, too. Justin? I don't care. I'm going. I'm going all in with the with the all or nothing build. Will yeah, Fuller, I love Will Fuller, man. He's a guy that uh, I loved last year too, and it was it was great up until he started using drugs. Yes, yeah. started. He just got caught. Well, yeah. This is the I'm telling you, like the very all or nothing build here it is interesting. This year, I'm a little. This is probably the most conservative draft I've ever had. Um, but usually, that's kind of what I've always done. Is I've always tried to hammer over hammer one position, and then everywhere else, it was just nothing but upside. So it'd be like you know, Will Fuller and like two years ago, John Ross, just players like that. Because I'm like, forget you know, I'll hammer him at tight end or quarterback, clearly not quarterback this year, and then just hope that these receivers are just going to give me outsized production weeks. All right, so there's Larry's shit team. Yeah, so far away. Did John Ross have upside? 
When was that? <laughs> <laughs> right after, right after his forty time. Which one of you guys is gonna take Henry Ruggs in like the fourteenth round? That's what I want to know. Not, not gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe if I drafted a Derek Carr by accident, then you could Nicole stack Harbin. Yeah. I got a couple really? offers for Hardman today. Apparently, he's the number two receiver. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. Did you? <laughs> didn't there was positive camp news? Okay, he's um apparently learned his lessons from past years, and this year he really means it, and he likes football, so he's going right. to ball out. I've been told. Good to hear that he likes football. Love that TJ Hawkinson pick. I mean, you made at least one good pick, and then the Lamar Jackson. You didn't have a choice because he fell to you at one hundred eight. Right? Oh, maybe I would have taken him at one hundred three. I, was I do like the Trey Lance too. quarterback 25 neutralizing the, the shitty Baker Mayfield pick. Yeah. Like he's, got to wait. he's got to wait till like week four or five when Lance takes Listen, the job from Jimmy G. The, the, right. um, the fifth round Baker Mayfield pick was a, I felt was a luxury pick because I, because I nailed the first four picks. So yeah, you, well, you thought you, you didn't like, need a second quarterback. The problem, the problem Larry is that you took, you took like the uh, Nissan. I don't Sintra. want to hear about fucking Kirk Cousins. Don't tell me you took the, you took the Nissan Sentra when you could have had an Escalade or something. Yeah, so you were like, I I like this. So this was your thinking. Oh, my, my draft's going so well. Instead of drafting another quarterback one here, what I'm going to do is <laughs> I'm going to get a guy that's firmly entrenched as a QB twenty. Dude, um, he's okay. Listen, bold. I'm doing I have a Baker Mayfield jersey. I do not have a Kirk Cousins jersey. And then because I, I drafted. Baker Mayfield in the fifth, I have to go draft another quarterback in the eighth because I know that's going to be a disaster. Dude. So now I've spent three, have, three, three, at least three quarterbacks. 33% of three my draft is you have to have spent three. on quarterbacks. You have to have now, I will say, teams. Larry, I do think you can maybe elevate your Baker Mayfield upside just a little bit if you take Austin Hooper late as your second tight end. Oh, Just saying, if you ever had to play Austin Hooper, because I'm wondering why did you take – TJ Hawkinson over Mark Andrews when you could have stacked him with Lamar Jackson because I was hedging. I also think Hawkinson mm -hmm. is going to have a better better season. They were splitting okay. hairs because it, it was it was Andrew. It was it was Andrew. You're hedging in case wow. Lamar Jackson sucks, which means your team will be fucking buried anyway, right? <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. Listen, don't hedge. Don't hedge in 1900. Hedge is the worst word for Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hedging in a 1900 team, uh, I like Hawkinson better than Andrews. Coach. I wanted Fair. to stack it, but Andrews, I'm just – they don't know what the fuck their offense is right now, man. And Hawkinson, has he's the only person there that can catch, that's going to catch passes in Detroit. So I – and I'm a Hawk guy. I like Hawkinson. So I feel like he's yeah. just going to clean up. Without that's fine. Lady, whatever. All right, so yeah. guys, let's let's get another listener. Uh, yeah, let's breeze right through these motherfuckers. Come on. All right. Too much time on. How about uh, King Showtime 44? That was in the chat, too. He's sitting there patiently waiting. Oh, what I can't wait to see this shit team. This is Sal yeah. Lito's buddy. Sal's supposed to join us tonight, but I, I think I started the road. We were in this private chat. Justin was just like calling Sal out, rubbing his nose in like dog shit. I was like, hey, Justin, take it I easy. Think I, I think I started the roast too early in the chat. <laughs> with Sal. I was like, dude, leave Sal alone, man. He got to have a voice. Sal's pretty thick skin for you to have uh, scared him from coming on is impressive. <laughs> he said he had his voice. He, his voice was kind of hoarse. I was like, why don't you just gargle some honey or something? You know? yeah. I, like, <laughs> he does one potathon, like 24 hours straight of talking, and he can't just jump on another podcast like two days later. Yeah, Weak. Yeah. Oh, here's King Showtimes. Oh, oh, I already see his first mistake before the, the window goes oh, away. Oh, you got the 101. Oh, you sexy bastard, you. You got Pat Mahomes. 
That's not Ooh. the direction we want to take here, Shane. Yeah, but then he did. He fat fingered his draft pick in the fifth, right? Yeah, he totally you, didn't, did. you wouldn't do that on purpose, would you? No, I don't and think so. And Ben Roth and Ben Roethlisberger. No, it gets even worse. So, all right, so we go Mahomes, Chubb, Ceh. We've already established that Ceh is fine in the third. Of course, Mahomes and Chubb is fine. Hopkins in the fourth, getting the stud wide receiver, and then here's where it goes all fucking downhill. Yeah, he, this is when his his um his significant other got a hold of his phone or his James Robinson. Maybe his yeah. significant other was drafting for him before this. Then they gave him the <laughs> phone, and this shit piles his. Give me, give me my phone back. James Robinson. Does he realize that uh, this is not 2020 James Robinson? That he's not going to – he doesn't actually just get to replace those points in his lineup this year. (sighs) James Robinson. Roethlisberger, then fucking Cortland Sutton in the seventh. Uh, Here's the thing. So, Roethlisberger, I got to assume there was no other starting quarterbacks left, right? At that point, you're just like, okay, somebody that can maybe like underhand the ball – but if you're four yards, if Daniel Jones is on the board, you got to take Daniel Jones over Ben Roethlisberger, right? Eh, I don't know about that. That's that's come on, Shane. Uh-huh. Let's not get too far with this. Right. So I mean, it Roethlisberger almost- has a little bit of sneaky upside week to week just because he can have these, you know, 75 plus percent completion percentage games. I probably this is where I would have stacked. I would have probably right. stacked like Claypool with Roethlisberger if I was going to take a receiver instead of Sutton. He uh, says no, all the quarterbacks just- were gone by the fourth. Well, no yeah. shit. Okay. Wait till six to grab one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so he did. I wonder. So, Mr. Showtime, did you think that you get to start Mahomes in more than one spot? Is that what it was? Um, did he think he get to start him in both quarterback positions? Because if he did, I can understand. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that nook pick, that that fourth round pick right there is where he should have went quarterback. Probably and so. Or one. You know, I bet, I bet Kirk Cousins was yeah. there. Locked and after up. the fifth, <laughs> could have got just, Yeah, I would have. I would have come up with a story. I would have DM Scott Fish and been like, yeah, I was kidnapped, and they forced me to draft James Robinson, Ben Roethlisberger, Cortland Sutton, and Trey Sermon in a row. Well, I'd love to know who what quarterback. <laughs> yeah, the Cortland Sutton thing drives me crazy. Because, like, why do I care about the guy who's going to catch 65 passes for 950 yards? Like, uh, what the fuck do I give about that guy? Well, who's his quarterback? So, Drew Locke? Exactly, that's the point. Gloves? Yeah, it's that's his point. It, that's my point. It's Drew Locke, at least for the foreseeable future, and that just right there is miserable. But I you know what? That. I'll say this: Pat Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to give you a lot of. That's going to keep you competitive a lot of weeks, at least. Um, yeah, and congrats gonna, on your seven and seven season. Yeah, and then that's what's going to happen is you're probably not going to be able to exceed that because of the rest of your draft. But right look, there's still time to turn it around. Yeah, right around week five, that's when ETN is just going to kick Robinson to the curb. And See, I think this back. team could have stolen a lot of points had they just taken the Robinson, Roethlisberger, and maybe the Trey Sermon pick and just hammered wide receiver. And I know it's a little bit suboptimal, but you could have probably captured 500 receptions over those five picks or 450 receptions. You know what I mean? I mean, and locked in a floor of points. You know, and then you just hope that Mahomes hits in the right week or Chubb hits in the right week and you can maybe advance in the playoffs. But Showtime said I took Mostert in the third last year and still made the playoffs. So you wanted to try and fuck it up again and, and yeah, see if you could recover? Year, well, no, I mean the idea so, is not to make it the most challenging thing in the world out there, buddy. Whatever, well, Rico. Come on. He made it a little easier on himself. He waited until the fifth round this year to be like, <laughs> whatever. 
<laughs> well, here's some correlation. He should draft Jordan Love late and hope Rodgers goes to Denver, and that exceeds his his Sutton pick. So he wins uh, in it. like three angles with one outcome. Love it. All right, who we got next, Justin? Uh, let's go to two drink. Oh, yeah. FL two drink minimum. What two drink has done with his shit show roster over here? Uh, he's up to the, like 18th round, I think. And I haven't seen your roster yet, but you're not going to be able to smooth talk your way out of this wet paper bag that you that you've built for yourself there. So one one issue with this, guys, and, and we've got a little delay for anybody watching, is that it keeps uh, refreshing over and over again for like three or four times. Look at this guy. He took the Scott Connor 2020 approach. Holy why shit. The 60, why that 609 pick? I don't that know. This, like, yeah, like you've got two stud quarterbacks. Why even bother? You know, yeah. why bother with, with you need a QB3 throw up and You'd rather take Taysom Hill. Yeah. James Darnold's got no weapons, though. And he, the, the only weeks Darnold probably does anything are the ones he's on your bench already. So, Larry, Larry give up on the Sam Darnold thing, okay? At least for this episode. <laughs> but this fucking episode, Sam Darnold was trash last year. He'll be trash this year. All right. So, we got a Prescott Herbert start. Herbert at the 204. That's nice. That's nice. Nice start. And then uh, Gibson at 304. Eh, I've already made my opinion clear on Gibson. Hawk at the 409, kind of chalk there. Yep. Sanders at the 504, kind of another chalky pick. Anyway, then the Darnold good. fuck up. Yeah. And then Mike Davis, Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter, Devin fucking Singletary. So he just he flat he out. Got a, he has a lot of running backs, backs but I'm. I kind of hate most of them. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate them. I think they're gross. I'll tell you what, out of the four there, my favorite one is the one he made at 10.09, Devin Singletary, because he's the cheapest. So yeah, that's exactly. the only one I might have made. There's no lineup optim- optimization here. Like you're, you're ceiling so limited with these guys that you're not going to have any of these peak weeks. I mean, nice. you got a bunch of committee backs. I mean, what what are you going for? 13, 14 points? Mm, I just yeah. don't. I don't Do get it, man. Now, I like the Hunter Henry pick that he accidentally made at 11. <laughs> Two uh, drink. I, I'd make it three or four drinks to get over this roster, okay? Be somebody else. Yeah. This is going to be a team that ends up with Henry Ruggs, McCole Hardman. It's just going to be a, <laughs> yeah. a prayer like, of oh, receivers. Yeah. Hey, he's going to have a week where he puts up 336 points, um, but he's going to go and one and in the 12. week it matters, every one of them is going to go one for four. Yeah, he's right. Exactly. He's going to start hammering three. kickers now. Hey, Larry, we got someone else in the green room. Oh, yeah, man. This is my good buddy. But, uh, Yo, up, cheers man? to me, cheers to you, Dynasty Hot Sauce. What it do? <laughs> yeah, up, right. up. Got rum boys in the house here. We're ready to roast another uh, roster here. Let's pull up Rocky's roster, Dynasty FF Addict. Oh, Larry. man. No, punt quarterback still. Oh, God, this guy. It ain't as bad as some of these other punt quarterbacks I've seen. Let me get Hold on, let me I'm see. I'm in the league. It wouldn't surprise me if he had Drew Brees on his on his roster. I hate that RB one. Yo, he got Derrick Henry and Saquon and F- what the what are his yeah, no, his team. Yeah, yeah I'm really on this team, guys. I've seen this team. So, all right, let me run through it real quick for the listeners. It's Saquon at the one eleven, so he's picking out of the eleven hole. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, he goes Tua, Hopkins. Goddard at the uh, 6'11". He's got Roethlisberger, Galladay, Sutton, LaVisca, and Deshaun Watson. So It's actually not bad. 
Yeah, they like I don't okay, except for those three wide receivers, the Galladay, Sutton, Chenault bullshit. Yeah, that, that is that is ass. Like, like, but like, like he can just live on a on a wish and a prayer at running back. Like the fact that his league mates allowed that to happen, that's just that's just poor draft defense on their part. Like, like yeah, that's not great. yeah. And then getting Deshaun Watson in the eleventh, he was in the chat saying, "Hey, is there is there any point in like uh, is this worth the risk?" And it's like, wait. In the eleventh round, look at the but, players you're picking. You know, but, but, I was but, thinking about them in the ninth. But it's not. But but see, here's the thing. Like, and I'm an RB heavy. You know, you know, guru. Like, I mean, that's my shit. But like in, in this SFB eleven format, I don't think that I'm I'm doing that. I got Derrick Henry at the one hundred four. Right, like, spicy. Yeah, how he fell to the two hundred two. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, 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 yes, like like the, the the league enabled him to be able to go running back heavy. Yeah. But he also shot himself in the foot. There's a such thing as being water too much. You can be too fluid. You can allow the draft to give you too much, you know, versus attacking what you may really need. I felt like he probably could have mixed in in between maybe, you know, after, after that Derek Carey, I feel like he probably could have gone quarterback instead of running back again. I would have gone quarterback yeah. instead of that Eckler pick. But. It'll be – he's going to be dependent upon Roethlisberger – being at least serviceable, but is Tua going to be able to manage the game? And is his defense going to be able to keep the ball in his hands and long enough to where he can actually complete some damn passes? Yeah, well, I know Shane is really high on Tua this year. Shane, yeah, I, lo- I love Tua. I mean, you give him Will Fuller and you give him uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, you move Devonte Parker from your wide receiver one, which he should have never been anyone's wide receiver Absolutely. one, to the third wide receiver on the team, which is probably a role that suits him a lot better. Yeah, I'm all over Tua. At 4'11", I'm fine with it. It's his first quarterback, but I can see it's hard when you see Austin Eckler at 302. You're like, oh, I can just yeah. hold out for a quarterback a little longer. Just a little yeah. longer. Yeah, yeah, right. Guys are taking – I see the Antonio Gibsons out there, and then I see Austin Eckler at 302. I'm like, for fuck's sake, are you kidding me right now? Eckler at the 302. The only logic can be stated around going Eckler is not trusting the return of Saquon's bark. That's the only understandable argument that I'd be like, okay. Uh, like, I see why you do that. Well, there's been a, uh, a, I don't know if it's trending, but it should at this point, particularly Petrella hashtag, because he, if anybody knows Rocky, knows that he don't give a shit about quarterbacks and super flex. He'll wait and wait yeah, and wait. This was actually mistake. earlier than what I expected when I entered this. His tactical yeah. mistake here, again, is what did I talk about before? You're going to draft Tua. Why are you drafting LaVisca Chenault? You're going to draft mm-hmm. Roethlisberger. Why aren't you drafting Chase Claypool or Juju Smith-Schuster? Those are the quarterbacks you're going to need elevation from yeah. to win here. So why did you draft an inefficient quarterback with Galladay, an inefficient quarterback with Sutton? Why wouldn't you have just drafted Claypool instead of one of those guys, Will Fuller. Why instead get, of yeah, why don't you get Will Fuller? Yeah, you should have snacked with Roethlisberger and Tua because then like, it's actually giving you a little higher upside with those guys. I, that's what I would have done if I'm if I'm in this yeah. format. If I'm would, stuck would, you, would you run this roster on Madden? No, man, no. Okay, then. Like, if you're not gonna <laughs> run, if you're not gonna run this shit in a video game, <laughs> why are you gonna go out to the playing fields with this? Wait, the question you're for charity at that. Like you're playing for charity. Like, are you just trying to lose for like some like for people that are less fortunate? Like, it's called the well, one. So maybe that's it. Maybe did anyone check his tweets? Did he do one of those? I'm gonna give ten dollars for every loss deals. 
Those kids are gonna get so many toys. Retweet, retweet that, guys. Please go find Rocky's Twitter and just retweet that. If, if, if it's one of those, then I respect the hell out of it. But like, like, I also want to like, like win in the name of my charity too. So like, yeah, I'm trying to get doves. So I like to it, but that's Dynasty in redraft format. Yeah, four eleven. You should have. Yeah, he should have had a quarterback before that, bro. I mean, I like the Watson pick. Every, there's probably 10 quarterbacks that go before Watson that I'd rather have Watson, even if he doesn't play any games, just the 20% chance that he plays half the season is higher than right. drafting quarterback 26 cool. Sam Darnold or something like that. That situation is going to cost you two, two fab bucks to go and get Davis Mills if we find out that Watson's not going to play at all. We already know from, and say what you want, okay, but the tape looks pretty damn good coming out of college. Davis Mills is probably the most pro-ready guy. You know, in terms of a pocket passer, you know, compared to, you know, the Trey Lances who are more mobile and so on. Yeah, and but so see, forth. in this format, I'm not even bothering to add Davis Mills. Even well, if well, he no, you're not drafting back. him. You're not drafting him, but you would but you would probably, like, if, if Watson's not going to be a guy for you, you know, wouldn't you maybe just go in and get that replacement super cheap? At that point, though, then he's wasting two spots on the quarterback I'd never use. I yeah, mean, right. I, I, hopefully, yeah. if things go right, you, you're not using yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't want to start. I wouldn't ever want to start a rookie, Davis Mills. I'd rather start a running back or a receiver. I'd rather yeah. start a skill player. You're but my bank, my bet on Watson would be he, Watson. Watson goes to another team. That's the only outcome for him. I don't think there's an outcome where he plays for the Texans. Larry's pulling up the next roster here. Hey, he's in my division. Radiohead, Eric Man, John he sniped Flynn. fucking Ryan Tannehill from me, scumbag. Eric John Flynn. Let's see after we yeah. finish. Every every smart fantasy player is gonna go for Tannis skill, bro. Like we all know that. Like we already know. Like. Oh, fellow Baker Mayfield owner. Yeah, poor guy. Um, so well, this is good because this is the first time I'm seeing my actual competition. And um, where did you pick Shane? You feeling good about this? Because I I look at that seven. man. I wish I was playing against oh, this guy. So this guy, you, oh. you were battling. You've been battling him so far through seven rounds. Yeah. Well, I went Waller over Kittle. Um, I didn't have the nuts. To go Kittle, um, went with Waller. I love his Tannehill pick, but after that, I'm not really worried about anything I'm, on this team. I'm actually loving his picks with the, the exception of the running backs, but the running backs are serviceable enough, right, to where I don't think that this individual uh, has too much panic in their heart. I think that they're, that they're banking off of being strong at other positions and being just somewhat okay at running back. They could rip off a couple of wins. I, okay. I, have, I don't have any, any malice towards this lineup. This uh, this feels like he heard the uh, Javante Williams blurb mm. on uh, the old Roto World slash NBC Sports feed, and he's like, "Oh shit, I need to go grab Javante Williams as my RB 2 So now he's got Josh Jacobs and Javante Williams, and Baker Mayfield as his QB two. Yeah, so, see, Shane did. Uh, did Aaron Rodgers go before Ryan Tannehill here? In this draft, I don't believe so. Either way, if they you're going to go Adams, why wouldn't you go Rodgers? Yeah. yeah, no, he was I, – I believe he might have been already off the board. I can look that up instead of just talking out of my ass. I mean, doesn't so that make sense? If you're going to take Adams at the at the wide receiver two, you're going to maybe take Rodgers instead but of I feel like you'd love what I did oh. on the roster. I mean, it, it'd be different if it was wide receiver six, Devon A. Adams, but it's wide receiver two. So he took him over Metcalf and A.J. Brown and Ridley. I mean, he took him over every one of those guys. So he must have been deciding on Adams. So I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't have played. It's like he played – Way ahead with the 304, but didn't think of it until after he made the 204. After, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah there's been so much. Uh, like, I feel like, is Tyreek the wide receiver one in ADP right now? He is, right? Because all these. Pretty much. Yeah. 
Because all these Mahomes owners are going, I yeah. want to get with a pair. Sean Adams went wide receiver one. Roger, Rogers went off the board two picks. We, we've had fucking massive Q, QB runs on this goddamn okay. draft. And, uh, so Tannehill yeah. was the right pick then, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got a roster that, that we can that we can kind of roast and, and break down. Dr. Jesse Morris, the fantasy docs. His roster's kind of interesting. I think that we'll enjoy this one. Well, he's a doctor, right? So fantasy football doesn't really matter that much to him because he's saving lives. <laughs> Part of the fantasy docs, he does the injury uh, content for the fan- There you go, Tupac Division. There you go. Not now, nurse. I'm on the clock. <laughs> this man, this man is adamant about it for a doctor and like as busy as he is, like, he does a lot of sports medicine. Like he works with, like a, like a couple of a couple of teams. I'm like, dude, you be making you be making time for some pits. Dude, yeah, the dude makes content in his freaking office. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> one of the things I found interesting was the homie went went Justin Fields as his QB one. And I don't think that that's a worth wow. the sacrifice for going Travis Kelsey and then Packer Packer right after. Like I don't think that that's so that's what, I want to know what you guys think. I think his team is terrible if we're gonna roast him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. I, Travis I, Kelsey I, at one five. Yeah, sure. Take the to take the tight end. We all know about the planet premium. That's the the chic, the hip thing to do in SFB. Let me grab. I'm, I'm taking Travis Kelsey with the one three. I'm taking Travis Kelsey at the one five. Okay. If Kelsey did what he does la- does what he did last year, then he was underdrafted at one oh five. But yeah, I'm fine with that. And then I'm, he loads I'm, up on a couple of Packers. We don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. I mean, that's a roll of the dice, and he just keeps that roll of the dice going with the Fields pick as his QB one, and then Cooper Cup. If DJ Moore, he got in the sixth round, and he was able to get Cooper, he got Cooper Cup in the fifth round. What what wide receivers were still sitting out there that he took oh. Cooper Cup that he could have? I would have. I, I like Moore over Cup. And then Mike, who Mike Davis, eh. Scott, what's your Cooper Cup in the fifth round take? Too early, too early. Yeah. Right, wide receiver twelve, too early. Yeah, does anyone not think that that's nah, it's awful? Way too early. I no, think I'm everyone believes that's awful, right? I don't I mean, like it. I don't, I don't like, like the lineup as a whole. Experience. I don't like the lineup as a whole. No, no. Justin Fields is your quarterback one. You are you are That's really tempting fate. Especially because now he's going to be in the eighth round trying to find his second quarterback. So what's he going to be doing? Jordan here? Love. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That, and he, yeah, you have to go. He can, fi- he can finish out his uh, Devontae Adams pick uh, pairing with Jordan Love. That's right. There's a 100% chance that he drafts Andy Dalton at some point during this draft, too. Andy Dalton and Jordan Love will be his QB mm-hmm. two and three. Yeah. <laughs> so, those, Bear, so, those Bears Packers games without Rodgers will be a blast for him to watch. <laughs> oh my gosh! Getting into my lineup here, my first four picks go exactly my way. After my first four picks, I end up going on air. Yeah, yeah, I'll stay for Robbie's team. I want to see it. So of course, I stay on brand. Run boys, Robbie style. Going Garrett Henry. End up with Tannehill. Wasn't that that it wasn't intentional? He just fell to me, so I, I took it. You know, I didn't want the stack, but you know what? Oh well. You know, untraditional as hell for me to go QB running back stack. Did it? Ceh fell to me. Went ahead, took it. Um, I was upset that I did. I, I didn't go Najee there. I, I should have went Najee, but it I is agree. what it is. Kurt Cousins fell to me. Was happy about that. So then I start plotting. I'm like, all right, it's either AJ Brown or Justin Jefferson because these guys were not paying attention to receivers at all. Where did Julio go? Uh, right before Godwin. Here, I can get it to you. So right you would have gone Julio over Godwin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's pretty emphatic about There's it. No saltiness in that response at all. Nothing. No. Sure. Yeah, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> How did your cousins fall to you at four or four? Bro, they weren't paying That's attention. They QB weren't. They... 15, Shane. It's right around where he goes. That's yeah. where he's been going. He's the fourth. 
Yeah, that yeah. is unacceptable. He's gone by the third round of my draft. I am upset with people because if not for that, that I feel like that's the linchpin. Like shit could have gone really haywire for you right there if you don't get Cousins. Like, because I don't like the Adam Thielen, and we've talked about James Robinson. But honestly, and it's not because I don't know you as well, so I'm not as comfortable roasting you. But um, that Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I think that Kirk Cousins pick really like shit could have gone bad. It saved my ass, bro. Shit could have gone really fucking left. Yo, um, I mean, I don't love Thielen at thirteen, but it's a again, it's elevating Cousins a little bit, so I don't mind the reach. But right. I, you know, if you would have played it again, Robbie, you could have gone Julio Jones five oh nine. I bet you Thielen comes back to six oh four. Well, Scott, you'll be proud of me. Uh, it was my eleventh round pick, and I went Gerald Everett. Second half of the draft, chase the efficiency. Forget about the efficiency of what gives you the spike weeks. I've uh-huh. made two picks while we've been talking. I went Will Fuller and Gerald How Everett. Two picks? I haven't made a pick in like days. He's probably on the back end. Let me tell you something. I am. I'm. A, I, I picked at the one eleven. But the guy on the turn, he is on it, man. I never have to wait more than like four or five minutes between picks. I think it's Scott Fish's team here. I don't know, Justin man. Herbert, Quan Barkley, Kyle Pitts is too early. Trey Lance is too early. He realized that, so then he went with Justin Fields, which was uh, – I love ETN there. I don't like this. I don't so, but like in fairness to Scott, he's busy. He's very busy, right? <laughs> yeah, let's say that. Let's say he's busy because when he gets to uh, – his second and third tight ends, and they're just guys, like just more dudes. I'm like, why did you go tight in there? I don't get it. It's like he read, he's like, oh, I created the scoring. I made it tight end premium. So I should probably draft as many tight ends as, possible. as possible. Regardless if they're actually going to help oh, me. If he takes oh. a receiver there instead of Irv Smith, I like this team. Exactly. That's what he needed. He needed a high upside receiver. Well, not got the Minnesota the third tight end. Homer pick right there. He's on right. the turn. So when you're on the turn, you always have to take into this. Okay, I'm not picking again for a, a million picks. Who's not going to come back to me that I, I just like I don't get the, the Kyle Pitts at the third when you could probably go Mark Andrews in the in, at the 412 or something like that. And like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I wonder if he passed up on Ayuk there at the 812. Ooh. No, man. I mean, yeah. stacking with Lance, I mean, that would have been a. I mean, if, if he adds Mike Williams and Darnell Mooney to this team, I kind of like it a little bit. I mean, I'd be chasing the re- – I mean, he needs help at receiver because he's got to start three. So Wow, so you're yeah. all about the stack, huh? All about the, the stack. I think the stacks elevate the, some of the lower-end, more volatile quarterbacks. If you have to get a spike week, you want to – you know, maybe yeah. not Herbert as much, but, man, like if I have a guy like Cousins, man, I'm, I want to stack him. I mean, yeah. I think his his upside in a given week is limited if you don't have a stack. Just my opinion. Let's do uh, Marvin. Marvin Litzow. Uh, Scott and Shane jump, jumped out. So thanks, yeah. guys, for stopping in. That was fun. I mean, yeah. shit, I'm already fucking your name up. I'm sure You're I'm not. sure your team is just as fucked as your name. Yeah. <laughs> Pitts, the early Pitts love. I, I mean, I get the whole swinging for the fences thing again, but there is a playing it safe component in Scott Fisher. Swinging for the fences and playing it safe. I, I think the – where Pitts is being drafted is just so I like it through four. I don't know if I like Jacobs in this format, and I don't and Godwin I don't like because I think he's just another you know seventy five for a thousand guy and just doesn't do it for me. I'll still take the thousand yards. I mean, if he's going to be my wide receiver two to Justin Jefferson, uh, like you know, and then still grabbing value at Tyler Boyd. Like Tyler Boyd has always, always, always been served. So everyone's like, oh well, Chase is in town. Chase is in town. He's always been serviceable. Let's not start making a narrative for him that he's all of a sudden not going to be. 
Um, he's always been a good, good low end wide receiver two to wide receiver three. He's done exactly what you drafted him to do. Sure, yeah, yeah. The only thing with Logan Thomas that worries me is that Fitzpatrick doesn't target the tight end. Doesn't um, at all. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a Washington football team fan. I don't mind that pick because eight twelve. Like you should take that gamble. You know, you've already yeah, been missing right, out right. On, on tight end. I'd like to see what uh, wide receiver was there available in that spot. As no, well. I'm really fine with Logan Thomas at the eight. It's when I see him going in the sixth and seventh round that makes me want to, you know, shove a toothbrush down my throat, yep. vomit everywhere. The Debo pick at 10 doesn't do anything for me. I just, yes. I don't see any upside there. Who else we got, Justin? Let's do FF Trader Joe. Oh, Trader Joe, yes. That is such a dope name, but a shitty place to shop. <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes, Reek, Mixon. I hate it already. Oh, Hawkinson, Carr, <laughs> CD Lamb. So. Mixing as your only RB, you are destined to walk in shit stains. That's yeah, all. Yeah, it's not. See, to me, I would have, I would have not gone Hawk. I would have gone another, another uh, running back there. I mean, I understand the the Tyree kill at the two twelve. I mean, that's a late Tyree kill in the third round. Yeah. What basically. what this tells me is, I heard all the chatter from everyone else on Twitter, and I probably did a couple of mocks. You know, and I'm gonna reach for the positions that are the most like like, like rewarded. It's like mixing, you just go there because like like he fell to you at 312, and which he should fall. And then Hawkinson, I feel like okay, like like that's you trying to go and reach for a tight end. You should have tried to cure that mixing situation right there. Um, Derek Carr is a fine pairing with Patrick Mahomes because you have that exactly. incredible ceiling and then a, a really nice floor with Carr. But I, I mean, feel like Carr's on a short lease, man. Like Rudin's got to get his shit together. And he's got Marcus Mariota sitting on the bench waiting. Stop it. Stop I, it. Waiting to fucking throw down. Mariota Carr, hits the Carr, field if Carr gets hurt. That's it. Carr is afraid of Gruden. That's why Carr plays conservative. I don't think that it has anything. I think if Carr were, were with the coach that was like, I need you to go out there and say, fuck it and chuck it up, that Carr's <laughs> yeah. stats would not be as high, heavily inflated as they are. Yeah. Like all I know is that Joe Mixon is his only running back through six rounds, and he's got to wait till the yeah. seven twelve Joe to get Mixon, anything else. Ooh, yeah. Let's do uh Stephen Treble. How's this gonna go? Ah, oh, you already oh, fucked up with Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy those six games where he's great, and those ten games. Well, where he's what is wrong with the last two teams that we fucking graded? Like, 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 have we not taught you anything? Damn it. This seeing this lineup makes me feel bad as a fantasy analyst. Like, am I not doing my job good enough? Like, am I not explaining things good enough? <laughs> this shit makes me want to fucking vomit. Waller at the 203. Your pick should have been reversed. You should have been Waller at the 110 and then Russ at the 203, maybe. I don't know what the hell. You got lucky that, that you, you got lucky that, that even happened. And then Cam Akers, this is all luck. This is all luck. But then, like, Allen Robinson at the 410. Why? 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 Oh. Well, I mean, because no matter who who has been his quarterback, he catches anything and everything. But I mean, like, even still, like, you don't go receiver this early, yeah. like that early. Like, like, if you're you going receiver in the first four rounds, it needs to be the stud wide receiver. It needs yeah. to be the Hopkins, Adams. I mean, the last team range. we looked at, Tyreek Hill was the two twelve. Bro, so I'm guaranteeing. I mean, it's a different league, obviously, but like it was like another two rounds, and that's the difference between Tyreek Hill and. I'm guaranteeing you, there was another running back available at that four ten. You cannot tell me that there was not another running back that he could have snatched up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then just hammer wide receiver like the six ten seven oh three. It seems like there's no rhyme or reason to this build, <laughs> which is okay. 
It's not the players that's the problem, right? The players that he has together as a whole are great. It's where you pick them. Will this roster still <laughs> turn out successful? Yeah. Probably. But you're drafting against a bunch of people that I wish I was drafting with. Uh, yeah, I knew I should have been in the Beatles division. A I mean, whole lot of I mean, luck who, is who happening. Who are you taking instead of Russell Wilson at that 110? Darren Waller. Yeah, Waller. <laughs> Honestly, I'd rather pass on Russell Wilson and then go Aaron Rodgers. I have okay, or, so I'm a I've been in the SFB I think about three years, four years. Okay, same. Yeah, and I've had a Russell Wilson. I've had a great team with Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. That's why I, Lamar Jackson is a great Scott Fishbowl quarterback. Oh he yeah, he was two years ago. Completions, he doesn't throw interceptions, and he gets you get all that rushing yardage. Right, right. Russell, so I've had I had I had a very competitive team one year with my two quarterbacks were Wilson and, and LJX. And then all of a sudden Russell Wilson just like like a tire fell off his car. <laughs> that was yeah. it, man. He was just like that was it. Fucking dud. Wilson just sucked. It was terrible. And it was just dud after dud after dud. So I was like, you know what? I guess I'm done with Russell Wilson. I'd rather I'd rather roll the dice on somebody else that Dude, if he wanted I, to go QB at 110, there had to have been there was other decisions that could have been made if you wanted to go QB in, at the 110. Exactly. Like, I like hardly really believe that. Like you had to. But here's, here's the issue. He's going to have Russell Wilson with his up and down weeks. And then when he goes to his next QB at the sixth or seventh round, God, please, he has please to get a solid QB in the next couple rounds. Don't fuck this up. He's going to still be picking another guy who's going to be really volatile. So he doesn't have a QB floor now. He, he doesn't needs, have a guy that's going to get 18, QB 20 three. points. He has to lock in on like a Trey Lance or something. So when Russell yeah, Wilson goes out and Trey Lance is is rising, boom, they could just swap him out. He, yeah. He's put himself into a position where either it's going to be QB or it's going to be RB. And he has to make those two decisions within the next two picks. So he probably goes QB and then RB next. He has right. to do that. He's lucky he'll end up with the a fact, like, The fact that he has two tight ends now, but only one QB and one running back after after five rounds. He, he's Punt receiver. Punt receiver. There, there's about 36 serviceable running backs that you can draft from. There's about a hundred and fucking twelve. Yeah, Allen Robinson right. should have at totally this point, been a running back. At this point, ignore wide receiver for two, three rounds. Just don't yep. even fucking bother. I would have lo loved to have known what that four ten could have been, especially yeah. if you got Mark Andrews at the five three, which I think is well. He took Allen Robinson as the wide receiver nine, so I already know that there's a bunch of players that he could have taken over him. He could have waited till the sixth round and got one of the Woods Cup. You know, et cetera, that everybody's been taking in the sixth round. He should totally reach for Justin Fields, but seeing how he built this shit, there's no chance that he he's going to fuck that up and take you know Ben Roethlisberger or something. That's I mean, what he's going to do. You guys saw his lineup. Come on, Steven. You can do you can do worse than this. We a, we have confidence in you. Uh, <laughs> let's go, Steven. Well, all right. Well, that's our list, man. That's it. We did it. We covered everybody. Well, you know what? Let's go. Let's take a look at Salito real fast. Because he told us he was going to come on tonight. And Sal, what the fuck, man? Where the hell are you with your voice? I told you to gargle some honey. Maybe you took my advice and you choked to death. But <laughs> fucking love Sal. Oh, Sal. Pat Mahomes. There we go. Oh, TJ and Hawk in the third round. God. Yes. Oh, there it is. There's the fuck up right there. Where, why the fuck is Daniel Jones being Daniel called? Jones. Daniel Jones in the sphere. Come on. I don't like it. I don't and like it. And then Jones. what he does here, it, 
at the turn in the ninth and tenth uh, round. He goes Rojo and Fournette. <laughs> but Rojo and Fournette. Way to he limit your upside him. on he that one. He stacked his Tampa Bay running backs? Yo, so he's got like, Godwin, Rojo, and Fournette. Oh, God. What the hell is the upside here? Come on, Sal. You kidding me, dude? You, I mean, this is this is this is why Sal's terrible at the SFB Potathon because uh, of the Potathon. He's he, he's drafting while he's awake for twenty four hours. Yeah, he's exhausted. Well, he's like exhausted. Yeah, this is the reason why his team is shit. Not only that, he's starting off. He's kick. He kicked. The, usually, he gets a day asleep. I think before the, the. If you fucking draft Daniel Jones, I'm automatically like no. Yeah, right. I'm I'm with you there, Robbie. I'm there. Come on, man. Come on, man. First of all, okay, this is why I'm not giving Sal a free pass here. You're having the best analysts in the industry. You're speaking to them. How about when you're up and you're on for 24 hours? So he probably made he made at least three picks, I would think. Oh, uh, yeah. He probably made a couple picks on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember picks aren't that bad. But, I mean, Hawkinson at 312, I mean, I guess he wasn't coming back. Maybe he's not getting Hawkinson at the 512, which was his next pick. You know? Mm. Yeah. He, he was on the turn. And, folks, on the turn, you're going to see wonky rosters. This was a whole lot of tilting. This was a whole lot of tilting. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I feel like. A whole lot of tilting happened in this. This is a Steven Treble. I love you. This is a Steven Treble roster, right, Justin? Which – just a willy-nilly. Yeah, well, all over the place. It didn't. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. It doesn't make much sense. It's but like oh, I see this guy here. I think I like him. I'll just take any dimes. I mean, who the fuck did he take? I would much the five twelve. I wonder if Derek Carr was available there. Give me a fucking dry piece of bread at five twelve. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate. Yeah, I hate that. Sal's uh, coming like on my show all. now. He's gonna be like, fuck Robbie. Oh no! Sal will never turn down. Uh, well, he turned out he, he didn't turn down tonight. He he was he's nursing his voice. Uh, Justin was a little aggressive in the chat with him. <laughs> like that scared him away. I was in roast mode at like uh, one p.m. today, man. I was ready. I was ready to roll. <laughs> he you said something like, like uh, his voice was hurting, and I said, "Well, that's that's good for everybody. No one wants to hear you talk anymore, or something like yeah, that." Let me see another. I'm, like, I'm trying to get Sal on the show, and, and Justin's like, well, "No one wants to hear you anyway." <laughs> all right guys well let's wrap this up oh let's wrap it up thanks and robbie we're looking forward to uh having you on the show in a few weeks yeah, yeah dude i'm super excited it's gonna be awesome at rum boys robbie with a z uh where can e. we find you my man tell us all about rum yeah. boys after dark is what, what i'm most familiar with yeah rum boys after dark friday nights 9 p.m eastern uh we're getting back into you know our play-by-play sunday mornings in fl am the fucking hottest most DJing uh nfl pre-game play uh pre-game show uh morning show for for sunday mornings you know so move over everyone else that has a morning show or does a morning show that like espn all y'all i love y'all but you know it's my time now yeah man we just out here being different we, we just out here you know uh uh doing what we do rubboys.com download the sports me app and debate me on the damn sports me app i'm ready to Ooh. fucking take on all the smoke from me and justin to all you you ready to rock and roll ready here we go thanks for listening to the dynasty hot sauce pod one two three four larry monkey and justin rogers talking dynasty football baby